everyone, this is Joey, your Adequately Okay Dungeon Master. We're wrapping up Season 2 today, and I just wanted to thank everybody who has supported us on Patreon, and also all of our listeners as well for joining us on this adventure. It's been a lot of fun, and we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. Thanksgiving ended up being a bit busier than I expected, so we're most likely going to be taking a short break before starting our Desperate Orcish Housewives bonus arc sometime in January. In the meantime, though, we're going to be working on Patreon-only content, so be sure to check that out if you're missing us. That's enough of me talking, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see a shot of Niklaus's face, and then the camera slowly zooms out, revealing him to be standing in the middle of the plaza. It's just before dawn, and you're in the middle of the battle with Lillian. Niklaus, you look down and you see that Lillian is being roiled in the earth from the spell that Hukur cast. He's just being tossed around, and then suddenly his neck snaps up and looks straight at you. And he says, Brah, Niklaus, you're not looking too good, brah. And he just keeps repeating this phrase over and over and over again. His voice intensifying each time. Niklaus is like midway through casting his spell and he's like, wait, we already beat you. What's happening? He's like examining his surroundings now. Lillian goes, And the earth underneath you crumbles. And you wake up in another cold sweat. (sighs) Hadn't had one of those in a while. I guess Nikos takes a moment to check his surroundings, make sure there's no danger. Checks to see if his friends are there. You're the only one still in the room. It's been three days since the big fight. There's a knock on the door. Do you have a foley sound for a knock, Joey? Yeah, you can get me one. <laughs> okay. There you go. Who's there? From outside the door, you hear, Hey, Necklaus, it's me, Tiger. Be right there. I have a question. How, how is he able to knock on the door? <laughs> Magic. (laughs) (laughs) He pulls a thumper. (laughs) Yeah, he just kicks the door. (laughs) He's got big, strong hind legs. Big. It's like, (laughs) but very low on the door. So you machine gun the door is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) He just shoots it. (laughs) 
the door explodes into your face, Nicholas. What do you do? This is why you guys never are able to open doors. You're not bold enough. <laughs> Nicholas goes uh, towards the door to open it. And yep. as he, on the way there, he'll press digitate himself. Cling. Yeah, go ahead and do a constitution saving throw. Oh my goodness, constitution saving throw. Luckily, he is proficient in that. That'd be 9 plus 7 is 16. Your vision goes out for a minute and you find yourself standing in front of Lillian again and he's just cackling at you. He's like, you're gonna die, bro. <laughs> and then you're back in the apartment. You do press it to detach yourself, though. I make a note in the margins, Lillian being an ass even after being defeated. Nicholas, like, rubs his temples a bit as he walks up to the door and opens it. Hey, tiger, what's going on? You see the rabbit in front of you. He has, like, a little bandage around his head, where his beanie would normally be. Aww. He says, hey, Nicklaus, you doing okay? Looking a little bit green there. I'm alright, you know, just recovering from the battle. How's your head? Ah, uh, I'll, I'll live. That's what's important. So you and, uh... Sears and Hugh, are you guys ready to check out that, that hole in the courtyard today? I'm up for it, Nikos says, doing a bit of a stretch. Uh, gotta find the other two, though. Looks like they scampered off somewhere. Yeah, we, we still got some time. Alistair's a little bit busy. Check back in with you, and uh, how about we say, like, three? Sounds good to me. I'll let them know when I find them. Sounds good. He scampers off. Nikos goes in search of food. And if he happens to find his friends on the way, then all the better. We cut the Hirkir. Uh-oh. Hirkir, what are you doing? He'll be he'll be out, like, in that alley behind the, the thing, looking at or looking for interesting lichens and mosses and mushrooms and whatnot. Yeah. Go and do a nature check. Well, that's a natural one, so he is clearly distracted by something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you try to rummage around for mushrooms but that same cat that appeared in that earlier episode just keeps bothering you he's like meow meow he like pets the cat and like then tries to move it if he thinks it's like standing somewhere interesting you move the cat he just moves back dang it cat meow <laughs> from your position in the alleyway you hear some yelling come from one of the apartments above you and go ahead and roll a perception check it's another natural one. So that's two dice down already today. It just sounds like two women yelling at each other. <laughs> I bet I can guess who it is, but <laughs> her is distracted by cats and yeah. True. Maybe. May never see her again. A few minutes later, you see Virginia leave one of the stairwells in the apartment. Is there anything unusual about this or... Well, I'm not having any luck. I will go over. No, no, I won't. I don't like Virginia. I move away. From a distance, you see that she hasn't slept in a while, and her eyes are all red and poofy. Poor Virginia. She leaves. As you continue your search for your mushrooms, what you thinking about? Uh, where this headquarters in his, uh, old neighborhood is, or could be, and why. Shuka, you return to your mushroom foraging. The cat goes meow. Yeah. And we cut over to the Sirius. Sirius. Sirius, where are you at right now? So Sirius is actually at the spot where she killed Lillian. 
and she's as a paladin is what to do she is praying and she's communing she feels very conflicted about actually killing Lillian and she's asked she's and her prayer is basically like oh holy Tamara was it right was it really right that I smited this man I know that your wisdom says that we must kill those who are too far gone the path of evil but it still feels weird Lillian is the first person that she's ever killed so she's very she, she's not sure how she feels about it she just enjoyed it so much she doesn't know <laughs> if, it feel, if it's right should I feel this good after killing somebody as you pray you find in your hand two letters oh yes I do remember the letters I look at the letters one letter is an official letter from your police precinct uh oh it says good job the other is the note that Officer Yudai handed off to you, ostensibly from Valerie. Ew. Alright, I read the police one. You open up the police one. It says in big letters, Sirius Alanis, you are hereby suspended without pay, pending investigation, and it just, it just keeps going. The main thing here is attacking a company executive. And killing them. Look, unconfirmed that she killed him. Maybe. That's what the investigation's for. <laughs> but let's be serious. It would def- totally be a paid suspension. No, Falcon's that, Reach is, yeah, that's, is, uh, is ahead that's of... How, uh, yeah, that's how important the corporations are. Wow. They, so have pay. they can even get one over on the unions. Crazy. Yep. So it specifically says company executive, not civilian or person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. They don't care about civilians or people. This one has the look that it's been crumpled up before in anger. Because Sirius hasn't thrown it away yet, but it angers her. Does it say I have to like report anywhere or is it more, I'm just suspended without pay and they will let me know? Yeah, it's like a, they will let you know. All right. What is Double the one check from your, Valerie said? your pension now before. Uh... Oh, they were, they were paying Sirius like minimum wage before anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You take a look at the letter that Officer Yudai handed you, and you open it up. On it is the same loopy handwriting that you recognize as belonging to Valerie. This one is spotted with tears, as, as Cirrus has read it a few times before. Alright. Dear Cirrus, when I first awoke after the incident all those years ago, I was angry. Angry at this cruel, dark city and the powers that be. Angry that there is no justice here. And I thought to myself that I would find justice here my own way, no matter the cost. Seeing the way you did things only made me angrier, that you couldn't see the darkness here, and that in Falcon's Reach, most things come in shades of gray. But maybe I was the one who was blind. If you're reading this, I likely messed up somewhere. Don't make the same mistakes I did. See you at the big brunch in the sky, Valerie. Oh, so sad. Cirrus whispers to herself, you're braver than I am, Valerie. Puts the letters back in her storage. Just about as you're about to put the letters into storage, uh, you feel like there's something in the envelope that, and the one that Valerie gave you. Oh, all right. I look at, I examine the envelope. There's a police badge in here. Ooh. Ooh. You take a look at it and you recognize the number. It's Valerie's first police badge, and it's faintly magical. Ooh. Wow. Can I tell in what way it is faintly magical? Go ahead and do a arcana check. 
I mean, it doesn't matter because Cirrus is going to wear this anyway, but I want to know. It's a two. Cirrus is going to wear it anyway. <laughs> you have no idea what it does. With the course of two weeks, your spirit will be replaced by Valerie's. It's her her quirks. I do, I do affix her police badge uh, on my uh, fully armored vest. So now you're impersonating police officer. That's true. I'm technically off the force right now, but as a memento of the Valerie and to carry on her justice, Sirius is going to wear her badge. Okay. And now we're going to go into unstructured free time for the children's. The children's. <laughs> the class is in search of food. Go ahead and do a survival check. Surviving a modern urban jungle, finding food. It's going to be 12 plus 3 is 15. You smell something tasty on the first floor near the courtyard. It smells like soup. Bug soup. The class is on the hunt. <laughs> oh, and incidentally, when we uh, looted the body, how many uh, gold coins did we take from Lillian? Yeah, you got nothing. Nothing? You got nothing. Oh my god. I knew he was fake rich. <laughs> <laughs> all, of his, all of his assets were tied up in bonds. Oh no. I thought he was economy? a risk taker, bro. You head downstairs? Yep. He's, he's uh, following his nose. Yeah. You head downstairs and you see Siesta. And he has like a pot hanging over just like a makeshift fire that he's made in the middle of like the, the, the courtyard. He's making some soup. You see, like, the little, like, fish head float around in it. Mmm, fish head soup. You take a look behind him, and his wares are not looking too great right now. Is this, like, a mess? Siesta, something smells good over here. Ball. Can I try some of your soup? Siesta has soup. And he offers you some soup. Hey, Klaus. We'll take a bowl and chow down. He does... Pause briefly to say, how are you doing, Siesta? Hopefully you didn't lose too much in the battle. Siesta is okay. Still have your wares? Siesta still has some wares. That's good. As you eat your soup, you hear the sounds of hammering and construction. And you see sort of throughout the plaza that people are rebuilding the damage that has occurred. The soup is pretty good. It gives you inspiration. Wow. Niklaus, you also see in the distance Cirrus, who's standing close to this sort of like blood stain that's like in the rocks. Nobody's cleaned it up yet. Yep. Niklaus will turn to Siesta. Do you mind if I get a second bowl for Cirrus? Ball. Thank you. He <laughs> takes a bowl and takes it over to Cirrus. And he says, here, you look like you could use some soup. That, that's so kind. Thank you. How are you holding up? It's been a It's been a rough couple of days. I've never actually killed anybody before and it still feels so surreal uh Nicholas says well we we did what we had to do <sighs> Lillian was a very evil man I keep telling myself that and I know I know you're right it just it still just feels weird well, that's cause you're a good person it shouldn't be easy to do that well I don't feel good right now um this is good soup where did uh where'd you get it? <laughs> ten, uh, ten segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to intersperse heavy and, and light subject matter. Oh, Siesta was making it. She's got a little pot going over there. It's really good, right? Yeah, I didn't. This must be some sort of tabaxi 
recipe. I've never. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't even taste the uh, the sewer and the sewer fish. I can't believe it's not sewer fish. <laughs> but how are you holding up, Nicholas? I've you've looked a little off lately. Forgive me for saying that. I uh, you know the battle took a lot out of me. It's taken me a little longer than normal to recover. Okay. Well, if you ever need to talk or anything like that, I'm always here. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, just remind me, Tiger said um, he wanted to check out the hole today. Oh, yes, he's been mentioning that lately. Uh, I mean, and it makes sense, that was what Valdivian was after this whole time. Just all for, what, this? To get under the business plaza? And for what reason, though? I'm curious to find out why they went through all this trouble and did the things they did. Those bad, bad people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he said about three o'clock, so if you see um, Hercule, be sure to let him know, huh? I wonder where that little rascal scampered off to. In the distance, you hear some meowing. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. I've never seen a tabaxi and a cat interact, and I'm curious about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Meow. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Meow. 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 That could go on for like hours. Or, or, or would they just be like constantly hissing and they like, don't like each other? <laughs> Herky, what you doing? Hercules going to go see if Vince and Annette have a, a map of the city and where he can sort of look at the Black Spire neighborhood in more detail. Yeah. You head upstairs. As you briefly pass through the courtyard, you see Niklaus and Sirius talking to each other. And you head upstairs to Vince and Annette's apartment. You walk by a couple of these people who are fixing up the damage. You see someone like trying to dry out all the water from the water elemental in the staircase. Mm. The place is just like wet. You head up higher and you see like down the hallway that like half of it is like burnt, including that one apartment. Uh Uh-huh. And you arrive outside Vince's and Annette's apartment. I knock on the door. The door immediately opens. Hercure is surprised. You see Annette. Hey, Hercure. Hi, Annette. I hope I'm not interrupting, but I wondered if you might have a map, map of the city? Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, I have one some here. Let me take a look around. Vince has banned me from helping. Oh. Is Vince around to help, then? Yeah, he's, he's out helping fix up the place. Oh. Well, I could... If you could direct me, I could maybe find it. The apartment catches fires and explodes. She says, oh, it's fine. I can take care of this. And she heads into her apartment. She says, how about you come on in? You can, uh, I have something for the three of you, too. Oh, okay. Hercure comes in carefully, keeping all eyes out for something terrible to begin happening at any moment. Yeah, you kick up some dust. Go ahead and do a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, no. Friggin' dust. Ten. You sneeze. Repeatedly. This is just me in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And that rummages around. Meanwhile, you take a look around and you see that the apartment is mostly untouched. You see that on the walls are still Annette's monster plushies, for which she will offer a reward for. (laughs) That's what it is. I'll have to go look into our our, uh, bag of holding for which ones we had. Yeah, she, she sees you looking at them. She's like, oh, yeah, don't you remember that one time I told you guys I would pay you guys if you, you know, brought me some plushies? Yeah, we've just been so distracted by other things, but I think we have some we, we might be able to give you. Ooh. She pulls out a map. 
and then like three pouches of gold. <laughs> oh yeah. She says, "Yeah, so uh yeah, Alistair was able to come to an agreement with Valdivian, and this is the uh the payout for each of the residents of the plaza. Just to, just keep in mind you can never mention what happened here to anybody." Uh okay. Or okay. that's that's part of the deal, supposedly. Yes, I think I think I understand. She pushes the three bags of gold over. You take a look inside. There's two thousand gold in each one. Oh wow! Wow! Here takes the gold. It's a lot yeah. of money. You take the six thousand total gold. Yeah, that Alistair is a pretty good lawyer, huh? What gold? Who said anything about any gold? I don't remember any gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good settlement, I would say. <laughs> it's probably more gold than Hercules ever seen in one place in his life. Did she also get a, get the map? Safely. Yep. Hercule looks at it and looks for his neighborhood in East Ovaria. You take a look at it. Go ahead and do a history check. Oh boy, I'm great at these. Three. My dice hate me today. You you completely forget the layout of your home neighborhood. <laughs> I'm looking at the map upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take a look at the map and I mean there's yeah, there's not really a whole lot you can glean from just looking at a map clearly yeah it's not it's not like google maps or anything it's just like general neighborhoods and streets and just how to like navigate the the area you do see that in contrast to west ovaria which is where you guys started at the beginning of the campaign east ovaria is a lot more organized like there was an actual attempt at organization here as as compared to sort of just like the willy-nilly buildings and streets <laughs> of Westoveria. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's all about you can figure out though. Okay. Oh alright, thanks for showing this to me, Annette. Um and, and thanks for the rewards. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. She winks at you. Hercure winks back awkwardly. Some dust gets in your other eye. <laughs> Hercure spends five minutes trying to get the dust out of his eye. <laughs> And we'll cut back to Niklaus and Sirius. Hey, Niklaus. Yes? Um, listen, we've we've gone on a few... Oh, it feels weird to say this, but adventures. <laughs> 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 I feel like I'm... I feel like the... Uh, wow, when I say that, I feel like I'm playing tanks and airplanes. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. We... <laughs> but I feel like I can call you a friend, and I feel like I've grown to, to trust you. Can I ask you for a favor? Sure. Well, so I have this letter from Valerie. I, it's sort of personal, and I don't care to share it. Um, but it's about it's just her sort of last wishes for for me. But she also gave me her police badge, and I'm getting sort of a weird feeling from it. And I know you're, I know you commune with the magics, <laughs> and I was sort of hoping maybe you can figure out maybe if this is just like a hunch i have or if there actually is some some sort of odd magical aura with it sure i, I don't mind taking a look at it yeah you, you and her here are the only really the only people i would trust to to look at this yeah uh i'll take a look and the klaus peers intently do an arcana check it's gonna be 12 plus 6 18 such magic such magic many magics it's almost like it's technology at this point. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> hey. You take a look at the badge, and it's been 
magically modified. Is it a horcrux? It is not. You take a look at it and you see that there's some metal of a different color that's like embedded into the back. And th this is the actual source of the of the magic. It looks like someone melted a ring at some point. This is Valerie's badge. While wearing this badge, you have advantage on insight checks to determine whether someone is lying to you. Oh no. This is not <laughs> the thing that Nikos wants Cirrus to have. <laughs> you remember you remember how I just said how much I trust you and here cure? Okay, so uh, Niklaus gains no understanding of the, the badge's properties and hands it back to Cirrus. You're such a good friend. <laughs> Seems like it's something Valerie thought would help you with your job. That's just like her. Whenever you're investigating, you should probably keep it on you. It should help you. Well, thank you. I, I reaffix it to myself. What should we do now? What time is it, oh god, in the sky? <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a watch or something. Mm, you still have time to you you still have time to shake off on people. Well, before we go down into the hole, do you want to see what Gopsu and the rest are up to? Yeah, I w I've actually been really worried about especially Gopsu because I know he had a rough time of it. Yeah, let's go find them. Off we go. The two of you head upstairs. As you reach the floor where you and Gobzu, Audrey, and Constance lived, Hirkir comes out of Annette's apartment. <laughs> Sneezing. Oh, that's... Sneezing uh, that's, uh, and rubbing prime, his eye. Prime gossip material there. <laughs> what were you up to in there? Achoo! Um, are you okay? I know there's... I know it's magical flu season. No, it's just really dusty in there. Ah. Not, not another one of those methods. Do you want to talk in the room for a sec? Oh. Sure. Everything okay? Yes, everything's fine. All right. And I get in the room. Apparently, Alistair got a settlement uh, for us, so uh, here's 2,000 gold for each of you. And he hands them the bags of gold. What? A settlement with who? Valdivian. We have to not tell anyone about what happened here. Oh, the the hush money. Yeah, but also, like, 2,000 gold. Like, 2,000 gold. Is this what... All of the residents got? I don't know. This is what Annette gave to us. Mm. What have uh, what have you been up to? Cirrus has not yet revealed that she's suspended without pay. Um, just hanging out, eating cool, soup. Cool. Oh. Did you already like file a report for all the stuff that happened? And do you know if there's going to be like an investigation into Valdivian? Well, one she's can like, only I'm not hope. filing any report now. Oh, the those other officers were here as well, and they've. They've already filed a report, and I've filed my own report. All we can really do with the police is wait and see, but I think we also ourselves can conduct our own off-the-books investigation, since who knows if who knows if the police are really going to take action to bring Valdivian or Arcane to justice. I, th I think we can guess. I feel like that's quite a departure from the way you used to feel. Yeah, well, then, then I met Lillian, and things have changed. New things have come to light. Uh, so what have you been up to here, Kier? I'm just taking a look at the local mushrooms and lichens and stuff. Not too much around here, unfortunately. And then I, I wanted to go look at a map of, of Falcon's Reach, so I, I went to talk to Annette. How is she and Vince doing? Uh, she's not supposed to help anymore, and Vince is out helping with the repairs and whatnot. D did she say anything else? Uh, she just gave us the uh, money about the 
settlement. Decided that Cirrus has forgotten about the, the plushy thing. Oh, that's right. Um, also, we can uh, give her those plushy toys and she'll give us money or a reward of some sort. Cirrus <laughs> runs over there. Cirrus <laughs> has suddenly found run into a need where she needs so much money. Yeah. You burst into Annette's apartment. Do a constitution saving throw. I'm so good at these now. I got a 13. You sneeze once. Achoo! You see Annette in there and she's just like, oh, hey, Sirius, how can I help you? Annette! Annette! I like pull out the flump plushie. Annette, look, I found this for you. She's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Don't I have an owlbear one too? I, I don't, I don't know. Somebody else has that if they, if we do. She's just holding it up. Eh? Eh? <laughs> I'll give you 1,000 gold for that. Oh, well, if you insist. Okay. I, I hand her the, the thing you would do. The flushy. The, the, wow. Okay, hold on. The flump plushy. Yeah, she takes it. Speaking hard. I guess. She puts it on her wall. I guess uh, the landlord business is quite lucrative. Yeah, that's the power of insurance. Power <laughs> of insurance. The greatest power of all. Okay, well, thank you. Bye. I like run out. You said there was a bank here, right, Joey? Yeah, we don't have to worry about it. It just goes into your magical bank. Okay, well, this, I don't know if this could maybe happen off camera, but Cirrus is going to start paying all of her massive debts. It, it, it got pretty bad on this last adventure. We'll do that in character. Okay. But later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cirrus rejoins her friends. She's like, guys, Annette is giving $1,000 per plushie. What? Wow. I know. It's the power of insurance. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. If, if I had any idea she was going to give that much, I would actually look for the things. <laughs> I thought she was going to give us like 10 gold if we found one. Like, what, I don't understand. That is like more than I made in two years of being a police officer. That's more than I've ever made. We need to find more of those plushies. All right. New quest. New, <laughs> new campaign. New quest. <laughs> <laughs> new main quest. Find all the plushies. Maybe there's some in the hole. If, if only- oh, that reminds me. <laughs> what? Uh, her cure. Yeah? Tiger wants to go into the hole today. He says uh, to meet around there at 3 o'clock. Okay. He looks at his uh, wrist sundial. What time is it? Still got like an hour or two. Okay. Sundial is not very accurate. <laughs> Indoors. <laughs> it's fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> it has, it has two, two things on, on the dial. Daylight and... That's not opposite. daylight. <laughs> yeah. Dead. And not. <laughs> sleepy time. Sleepy time. Yeah. Okay, well, Sirius and I were going to go find um, Gobsu and Constance and Audrey. Okay. I guess I'll go with you. Sure. Let's do it. The three of you head over to Audrey, Constance's, and Gobsu's apartment. I knock. You knock. From inside, you hear a voice go, I'm coming. And you see Gobsu at the door. Roll uh, initiative. <laughs> how's Gobsu look? He looks tired, but otherwise okay. How you holding up, Gobzu? Well, I'm doing okay. As the three of you head inside, you see Audrey laying in one of the beds, and Constance sitting nearby. She still hasn't woken up yet. Uh, oh, that doesn't sound good. Is she alive? Yeah. Okay. Is it uh, Audrey hasn't woken up yet? Yep. How's she doing, Constance? Constance says, She's been better. And then she says, Ugh, we're, we're going to get the people who did this right. 
And she's trying to keep a real sort of like strong poker face here, but everybody do an insight check. With advantage. She's not lying to you. Oh. <laughs> That's a natural 20. Good thing. That's going to be a 2 plus 3 is 5. It's a 4 minus 1 is 3. Wow, you guys are terrible at this. <laughs> That's why I need advantage. <laughs> two, two of the three of us are terrible. Yeah, here, here, you see everything. You see it all in flashback. You, you see Constance's true feelings. And she is actually very quite distraught over the recent turn of events. The two people who you heard yelling at each other were probably Constance and Virginia. Ah. Uh. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Niklaus and Sirius, the two of you are just, I don't know, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I guess Niklaus goes and sits near Audrey, kind of checks up on her. Yep. How about you do a medicine check? Medicine. That's a two. You got a two? It's a two. Maybe I should go check on her, since I have actual skills. Niklaus, you take a look at her, and it's you have really no idea what's going on here. She's definitely alive. <laughs> but she's not waking up. <laughs> In my professional opinion. Niklaus tries gently, gently, like, prodding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I poke her, <laughs> This usually helps people wake up, so... <laughs> she does not wake up. Joey, would you refer to what she is uh, suffering from, a disease or condition? Mm, I mean, I guess it is a condition. Nicholas tries mending, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Her clothes are suddenly fixed. She's a robot. Plot twist. She's the <laughs> sewer snake. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Whoa. All right. Cirrus is going to do what she does best. And she's going to walk next to Audrey and get on a knee and pray. And she'll say, Holy Tamara, please, please guide this poor, poor creature to health. And she's going to inadvertently, or I guess vertently, cast Lesser Restoration to see if that helps. Which can either end a disease or a condition afflicting creature conditions being blind and deaf and paralyzed or poisoned okay it, it is not those conditions <laughs> well i use the spell slot anyway yeah uh nothing happens why must you work in mysterious ways tamara i i apologize i shouldn't have spoken out of turn like that but sirius isn't really talking she's saying all this in her mind and she stands up and looks at audrey and she just looks at audrey and looks very concerned Herkir, did you want to do anything? Yeah, Herkir will also bring his nature healing skills to see what he can glean from her situation. Yeah, uh, go do a medicine check. Fourteen. You take a look at Audrey, and she appears to be physically mostly there. And she appears to be physically mostly okay. Like, there's still, she still has, like, a big bandage around her head. Somebody obviously went out and bought some healing magic to use on her. But this is, like, one of those weird neurological things. Uh Uh-huh. It just takes time. 
Hercule will report his findings. He'll say, I think she's physically alright. She just needs time for her brain to heal, I think. But I want her to be okay now. <laughs> Hercule shrugs and moves away. Constance says, Wherever you guys go next, I'm, I'm going with you. I'm going to find out who's behind this. We will, I swear this to you. We will bring them to justice. Justice takes many forms. Kabzu says, Um, yeah, I can take care of Valtteri while you guys are gone. You take a look at him, now he's wearing, like, nurse scrubs. <laughs> but still track pants. But still wow. track pants. Are you are you sure you're up to it, Gabzu? I You almost drowned the other day. I can do it. I believe in you, Gabzu. We spend the rest of the time, or Nicholas spends the rest of the time uh, sitting by Audrey. Here, here goes looking for more mushrooms. One and a half to two hours later, the three of you meet up outside the hole, alongside Alistair and Tiger. Tiger sees you guys approach, and he's like, You guys ready? As ready as we'll ever be? I'm ready. I'm ready to bring these people to justice. I mean, it's just a hole. I mean, what what are we... I'm ready to, to bring these people to justice. All right. I think we're good. Tiger ties a rope around one of the nearby fixtures and throws it into the hole. And he's like, you guys want to go first or I'm, you, you want me to go first? I'll go first. The three of you head down, sliding down the rope. Is it just like a cylinder down or is it like there's a... Uh... I'm just trying to imagine what kind of hole we're, we're dealing with here. Describe the hole, Joey. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Before the three of you slide down the rope, you guys take a look at the hole. You see that amongst the roiled bricks and rubble that Hirker created, there is a very small, about like a three foot wide hole that seems to lead deeper. The way that the rocks collapsed seems to indicate that there's something down here. There's like a sort of like an empty it's almost like a sinkhole. Like there's some cavern or uh, some opening down here. Who goes down first? I will go down first. Cirrus, you go down first. It's dark in here. I want to note that Cirrus is fully armored. (laughs) 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 For no particular reason. Do you have dark uh, do you have dark vision? I think I do. Nicholas calls down. What do, you, what do you see? What do your half-elven eyes see? What do I see, Joey? You see that below you, there's some sort of room. It's not a particularly large room. It's like at probably like roughly 30 feet by 30 feet. There's a small room down here. Is it safe for us to come down? I think so. Hercule, did you want to go next? How, how good are your your dark darkness eyes? I have dark vision up to 60 feet. Okay, so I'll, sure, I'll go down next. Herc here takes the rope and goes, follows Cirrus down. Yeah. You land right next to her. Niklaus. Yeah, Niklaus goes down next. He'll, uh, he'll cast light on... You know what? He's got that diamond braided rope on his... Uh, <laughs> hanging from his belt. And so he'll, he'll cast light on that. So it kind of looks like one Roman's less so. The three of you slide into this room and as Niklaus raises his light the three of you see a partially destroyed ancient room and everybody go ahead and roll a history check history history 
Seven. Fourteen plus three is seventeen. Ten. Niklaus, you you take a look around and you see that the construction is old. Like, way old. Like, super old, man. Would it be considered ancient? Mm, Yes. There's not a whole lot in this room. You see that the pathway that would lead into it from farther down has completely collapsed. There is a couple of old torches lining the walls, and there's a lot of writing on the walls in big letters. You also notice that there's a skeleton near the collapsed entrance. Nicholas will try to prestigitate spark the torches. Yeah. The torches still light. He just goes around the room and just lights it up for everybody. Yeah. Ow, my eyes! Alistair and Tiger also rope down into the room and they sort of also like start taking a look around oh Alistair came too I thought it was just Tiger okay I want to look at the writing yep go ahead and roll a investigate check nine you take a look around the the letters almost are just like constantly written in the brick and the stone that's that was used to make what Niklaus now knows is a dungeon Dun, dun, dungeon. All the words are just like warnings to turn back, to leave, and of just danger. Curious. Sirius will look at the skeleton. Yeah, you head over to the skeleton and go ahead and what are you what are you doing to it exactly? So Sirius will just look at. If it's holding anything or anything, if there's anything that you can tell about the way it died. Yeah, do investigate check. All right. <laughs> That's a bad one. So, <laughs> so that'll be four. Well, you guys, you guys suck at this. Well, at least we're after, at least it's after the big battle. So our, we're getting our bad rolls out now. <laughs> As you take a look at the skeleton, you accidentally step on it. Hey! Oops. And it's old enough where it just crumbles into dust. Cirrus forgets everything she ever learned about handling evidence. <laughs> just, like, what's I'm this? I'm not on duty. I'm not on duty. <laughs> Whoops. Um, it was like this already. Takasa's <laughs> hand just kind of like goes over his mouth like, oh my god. This probably wasn't <laughs> important anyway. <laughs> As the bones disintegrate, they leave behind a series of items. There's a pair of gloves, an old lantern, and the robe that the skeleton was wearing has a bunch of different patches on it, and it's still almost as if completely new. There's also a pair of rusty daggers and an empty backpack. There's also a map of some sorts. Huh. All right, everyone start tearing into this poor bastard's belongings. (laughs) Like a bunch of wild animals. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I didn't. I just I just just <laughs> I just disintegrated his bones. Accidentally. It was fine. Alistair and Tiger also like join you guys in investigating, quote unquote. Well, should we take a closer look at some of these items? You guys wanna Sure yeah. anything that could help us on our, up? on our journey. But it, I say I say a short prayer for the dead. Like I said, Nicholas will look at the map. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and, and investigate the map. 
So 13 plus 6 is 19. The map is very faded, and it's basically almost disintegrated. You can barely make out anything. But you see that there's a complex network of what appears to be tunnels, rooms, and pitfalls, and traps (laughs) that make up the sort of crazy spiderweb-like network that all lead to one single room at the very, very bottom. Nicholas takes some time to try to commit most of the map to memory. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that you can commit. It's just like you can barely make it out. Does it have a uh, you are here entrance to the dungeon star? No. Dang it. Must have faded away. (laughs) (laughs) Lazy map makers. Everybody knows all maps have that. Uh, he does turn to the rest of the group. He's like, it, this definitely seems like the entrance to a dungeon, and this is a dungeon diver, and this is a map showing possibly a treasure room. Those tend to appear in dungeons. Is there wow. a way to connect the map with what we see here? Mm, the Klaus, like, holds the map, he turns the map, he turns around to the left, he turns to the right. Is the collapse section the entrance into the dungeon, or is there some other entrance? This is not actually an entrance, like a normal entrance. And you take a further look, and the the scale, the scale of the map would indicate that these tunnels could be like up to like several hundred miles long. Whoa! The size of which would encompass basically the entire city. Whoa! Wow! They're looking for treasure under the city. What is our city built on? Blood of the innocent. Well, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> there were a lot of blood cults over the years. Yes. Oh, I thought, I didn't think there were any dungeons left. It's been hundreds of years since the last dungeons were explored, I thought. Well, with magic coming back, I guess the powers that be thought there might be something under the city as well. Although maybe the uh, sewer pirate might know some more about some of these tunnels or tunnels under the city that child she spent more time down there than we have that is true what do you think is at the bottom of this dungeon that caused so much trouble it must be something powerful for them to expend so much energy looking for it i suspect if we ever make our way down there we find some of our answers yep as the three of you discuss <laughs> tiger and which is basically just down there like mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah uh, they are down there and they're both like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alistair has a very weird look on his face weird how do I have any insight into what the look means yeah how about everybody roll an insight check uh yeah so bad at this oh that was a terrible roll it's a ten two plus three is five what die will let me down this time 13. Alistair, for you, Hukert, it looks like he's trying to remember something, and he also looks a little bit worried. Also, I'm assuming that you guys told Alistair and Tiger about everything. I don't see why we wouldn't have. Yes, I don't know what you mean by everything, but... It was (laughs) during the debrief. Yeah. (laughs) The debrief. We had three days to remember things. They dug too deep. (laughs) (laughs) Nicklaus and Sirius, the two of you are just like, why does his face look funny? Hercure says, 
Do you know something, Alistair? Alistair says, I'm... I'm... not sure, but I have a very bad feeling about this. I think this company, Arcane, doesn't know what it's getting itself into. And... I think we need to stop them. I... I don't know that we disagree with you on that. He doesn't say much else. Even Tiger looks a little bit perplexed. They're perplexed? How do you think we feel? Niklaus nods wisely as if he also understands something and turns his attention back <laughs> to the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but, but meanwhile, the loot. <laughs> Niklaus, you investigate the backpack and it's just like mostly disintegrated. There's some empty, what you recognize as something that people would f- put food in and it's been long empty for a long time. Sirius will look at the robe. The robe is also faintly magical. Hmm. Go ahead and do an arcana check. Uh, how about you just get like one person to arcana check all these things? Do you guys want me to check through these things for magical signatures? Yeah, you yeah, seem great. to be good at that. Okay. Nicholas begin his arcane discoveries. Could be a 15 plus 6, 21. Yeah. The robe is a robe of useful items. And let me roll for what some of the patches are. I rolled very well for you guys. Oh, I love it. How many rowboats do we have? So the robe has two of each of the following patches. So there's dagger, bullseye lantern, steel mirror, ten-foot pole, hemp and rope, and sack. And basically, when you, you can use an action to detach one of the patches, and then the patches turn in, into the object. Okay, those are the standard. Everyone gets those. Okay, okay, okay. In addition to those, you get nine more that are rolled by me. Oh, wow. The first one is a two-foot by four-foot window that you can place on a vertical surface that you can reach. Next one, you get a second window, actually. Oh, yes. Window times two. So many windows. Wooden ladder, 20 feet long. Oh, nice. A portable ram. Nice. That'll help us getting through doors. You get a pit that you can throw <laughs> on the ground within 10 feet of you. It's 10 feet deep. It does pit things. So I, I throw it, and then it makes a hole in the floor. Correct. Oh, okay. That's useful. Yeah. You get a silver coffer worth 500 gold. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Each of those are one patch. It's one patch with four potions of healing. They all pop out at the same time if you use this. Nice. You get another portable ram. <laughs> nice. Double ram. You get a riding horse with saddlebags. Wait, there's a Door. whole a whole horse? <laughs> a whole riding horse. <laughs> wow. Uh, which number am I on? That was number nine. The lantern, meanwhile, is a lantern of revealing. And the gist of it is that it can reveal invisible creatures and objects, as long as they're within the lantern's bright light. Wow. And lastly, the gloves are gloves of thievery. While wearing them, you get a plus five bonus to sleight of hand checks and dexterity checks made to pick locks. It's too bad we ain't got no rogues. Well, we can try this, and if it doesn't work, we have two portable ramps. (laughs) No door will stand before us ever again. Once Once you pull a patch, you can't put it back, right? Correct. Once all the patches are pulled, the rope turns into a normal rope. I wonder what kind of person this skeleton was to have so many 
items on them. Yeah, they, they have a lot of magical equipment. I'm assuming the rusty daggers were mundane. Yeah. But they will do some extra damage if you were to. That extra, tetanus, extra tetanus, tetanus, tetanus damage. <laughs> <laughs> I have resistance to tetanus damage, actually. <laughs> and that's okay. about it for this room. Alright, how do you guys want to divvy? Uh, it's sort of hard because there's so there's so much variety with the items. I say we give the rope to you, Hercure. Kind of fits your whole aesthetic. Okay, so uh, Hercure is gonna hold on to the rope, and then we have a lantern and gloves. I feel like that we just keep that in our pack and pull it out. Yeah. Well, we just just use it. At, in fact, let me turn off the light on my uh my rope. Yeah, actually, maybe. Nicklaus should have the lantern because he doesn't have dark vision anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll use the lantern. Nicklaus uh, drops concentration on the, the light, or he ca- cancels the, the light on his rope and lights the lantern to revealing instead. He quickly turns around to see if there's an invisible creature. There, There's not. <laughs> there's 50 of them! Are you, uh, would you describe yourself as proficient in the ways of sleight of hand, Herkir? I would not describe myself as that neither would i i am minimally adequately partially skilled in dexterous maneuverings yeah he can have the uh i don't know how your dexterousness above average but barely so i would say definitely better for you to have them than for me okay i'll I'll take the gloves then yeah there's nothing else to do here we scramble back up the rope yeah Alright. Miklaus is Miklaus spends his time climbing up the rope thinking of how he's gonna keep a lantern lit at all times without coming off is really weird. <laughs> the three of you climb up the rope. The camera lingers inside this dungeon room for a second, and you guys you guys don't see this. Alistair after thinking really hard for a while, rummages through some of the debris that has fallen into this room. He reaches down and he pulls something out. And we see that running along the wall, or behind the wall, really, is a thick magitite wire. Alright, now is the time to figure out where you guys want to go. What are, what are our options? There's two branch offices. There's one in, um, in Hercure's old neighborhood, and there's another one in Elyon. Well, I, yes, they, they know something about my dad, and they're also responsible for what happened here, so I think our priority needs to be finding out, or finding their headquarters and taking them down. Okay. We don't know where the headquarters are, we just know the two branch offices. I guess the one in Canaloon that we were at. So I guess that's the priority, see if we can find your dad. Well, I think my dad's wrapped up in this in some way, but I think also this affects all of us. Yes. Do you think he's... Maybe at one of these branch offices? I know that the file that had both my dad and Renea listed was heavily redacted. Was there anything about specific locations in that document, or was that redacted as well? As you think back to the file that you looked at, you do recall that the file on Renea listed a birthplace. And it's a very small neighborhood in the Elyon district. What type of district is Elyon? Do a history check. History. Ooh, that's 20. Nice. 
Finally. Finally, we could get a roll. All, all these all-important history checks. <laughs> the Elyon District is the seat of Falcoco, which manages magitite distribution. It's a very industrial district, but people still live there. Uh, it's a starting place. Sounds good to me. Okay, shall we begin our investigation there? Yeah. Nikos nods in agreement. We'll just montage the end. <laughs> montage! The three of you pack up the stuff that you need from the apartment. At some point, Rourke, the null, knocks on your door. And he gives each of you a Metro Pass. Oh. A smart trip card? A smart multi- trip card. <laughs> Multi-pass? Enabling you to access the public transportation of Falcon's Reach. Have you... I'm assuming you've already drawn up an entire like map of the metro system in Falcon's Reach. Yeah. <laughs> He'll have that done for next time. With transfer, <laughs> with transfer locations and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the uh, interactive map on our website. <laughs> Full of all the locations with descriptions. And... It's not at all the DC metro map with the names just changed on the different stations. <laughs> Constance also packs up her stuff and joins you. Uh, as do Alistair and Tiger. What? All right. Alistair, you're a lawyer, not a Adventurer? He's just like, I'll do what I can. Tiger's like, sup? (laughs) (laughs) We have no doubts about uh, Tiger's ability to uh, hold his own in a fight. What a bro. Does everybody have what they need? I think so. Yeah, we could just come back if we need anything else. We have a Metro Pass. We have a Metro (laughs) Pass. We have a Metro Pass. (laughs) With the Metro Pass, we can go anywhere, do anything, (laughs) see whatever we want. <laughs> Buyers today. Ours. We could even <laughs> split the party. That's that's actually how Rourke's travel agency is. He just sells metro passes. <laughs> it's the secret underbelly of the operation. It's just selling metro. Yeah, passes. he actually has people rob other people from the metro passes <laughs> and then <just laughs> resells them at a discount. That's this true. Actually, checks out. <laughs> that's true because I don't think there's anywhere else to travel in this world. As far as I know, everything outside of Falcons reaches wasteland. The entire group arrives at the nearby metro station. What what colored line are we getting on? Magenta. <laughs> nice. Oh, magenta nice. One by one, each of you guys swipes your metro pass. And the entire group catches the next train. To adventure! To El Young. And adventure. Are they like, yeah, sorry, we're going to be delayed. Um. <laughs> it takes you four hours we have to single track all the way to Elian <laughs> it's too real yeah apologize for the inconvenience blah 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 and you guys ride into the distance <laughs> <laughs>